0: Uh, Very excited today because we're doing uh, starting a new, it's a mini-series, it's just two. And then the week after we're going to do a message on wisdom. Um, But the next two, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, um, really, really excited by that. And uh, there's going to be an opportunity for our prayer today. Uh, and I just encourage you do um, if if the Lord puts that on your heart to be prayed for for whatever um, don 't push that down, just uh, make make the most of that opportunity, yeah, if He wants to do more, then make the most of that opportunity and so we 've got about half a dozen people that are, are ready for that they have prepared themselves, and so um, we 'll do that at the end over there um, Carolyn also, after I speak, she's got a little encouragement of uh, of a miracle, of healing. Um, we just want to raise our expectation a bit. Hey, it's easy to, to lower our expectations, but uh, just keep raising them. Spiritual gifts, gifts of the Spirit. About 40 years ago, When I was at high school, just north of Wellington in uh, Porirua, uh, every now and again, uh, when my courage rose a bit, I would make my way up to the top field at lunchtime. And there'd be this huge game of lunchtime rugby. And uh, it included the, the heroes of old, it was like uh, Mari Takura, uh, Sausage Smith, Mike Burns. Uh, and uh, the ball would come to them. It'd come to Marty and everyone would go, and there'd be about 60, 70 boys all up on the top field. And the ball would come to Marty and everyone would go, Marty, Marty, Marty. And then he'd pass it. And then come to Sausage Smith, sauce, "So,, sauce, And he'd pass it. And come to Mike Burns, Mike, 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 pass it. Come to Ben Tui Manifili, and uh, his name was Dad, because he had a child already, and so, say Dad, 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 Dad. <laughs> and um, uh, Mana Wheraimo, Metahana, and every now and again, the, the ball would escape, and every now and again, not every week, but every now and again, I would get it, and the ball would come to me, and they'd say... Hey, boy! (laughs) And what I really wanted was to have a name. (laughs) We're going to talk about what the gifts are not. Secondly, firstly, we're going to talk about the what of the gifts. But a real, real big, huge thing of what they are not is not a way to get a name. And it's a really natural thing. But the gifts are not to be used to get a name for yourself. Even to get a name for ourselves, you know, Genesis 11, right early in the story of the Bible, in the Tower of Babel, they made this huge tower because they wanted to make a name for themselves. And God didn't want that because that is not what we are to do. We are to glorify God, not to bring glory to ourselves, either individually or corporately. So... The gifts of the Holy Spirit, fantastic! What wonderful gifts! We're going to uh, uh, throw them up there. I'm going to read through them, and then we're going to I'm going to read through the passages. So these there are four places where they're listed. Uh, Luckily, two are in verse in chapter 12, and two are in chapter 4. 12, 12, 4, 4. So Romans 12 verses 6 to 8. There is the Holy Spirit gives the gifts of prophecy, service, teaching, exhortation, sometimes called encouragement, generosity or giving, uh, leadership, and acts of mercy. That's the list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Romans 12. In 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 to 11, there's uh, also a list. uh, Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, ability to distinguish spirits, various tongues, interpretation of tongues. Ephesians 4 verse 11, apostles, prophet, evangelists, shepherds and teachers. 1 Peter 4, speaking and service. So I'm going to read uh, those passages now where they, they come in the context of the passage. First one is Romans 12, and we'll start at verse 4. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. 1 Corinthians 12, 4-11. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, And in everyone, it is the same God at work. Uh, 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes to each one just as he determines. That's 1 Corinthians 12. Ephesians 4 verses 11 to 13. So Christ gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. Each of you Amen. So the four lists of the Holy Spirit. The what. Let's have a definition of what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. Acts of service or ministry which are produced by us through the Spirit of God to serve the church and glorify God. The acts of the Holy Spirit are acts of service or ministry which are produced by us through the Spirit of God to serve the church and glorify God. And there's some double ups, actually. No one list has all of the 21 items. And so many believe, and I'm one of them, that the four uh, lists are a sample of the possible gifts. It's not, they're a sample, it's not exhaustive. So an example of, um, uh, to do with our church trust. And when I read the trust deed one time, I thought, oh, I got a bit worried because one of the, the uh, items on the trust deed of what we um, do as a trust is to provide work schemes for unemployed people. Says, oh, I rang up, Bruce, oh, Bruce, we're not doing that. He said, no, 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 it's not. We have to do that, but that is a possibility as a church of an example of a thing that we could do. And so probably what these lists are are things that examples of what the Holy Spirit can do, and does do, and will do, okay? But it's, it's not exhaustive. There might be other things as well. Back to our four gift lists. So probably there's some other, other gifts, not mentioned in those. Let's have a look at some of those gifts, and we'll do more of this in the growth groups this week. Prophecy. Prophecy is, not, is, is more forth-telling than future-telling. Most often, and in our common use of the English word, it's about telling the future. But biblically, it's more foretelling of what God has done and what God wants to do and what God is doing. It's foretelling. It's not just future telling. Uh, For me, I get a sense of what the Spirit of God is saying when it's often repeated uh, more than once. Sometimes several times. For example, many years ago, when I was at uh, Bible College in Auckland, I was um, had my morning uh, Bible study, Bible devotion, and um, I was reading through the Proverbs. And what stuck out to me was Proverbs chapter three, five, and six. Uh, lean not on uh, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, and He will make your path straight. I wrote that down. Um, and I thought, yeah, God is, is saying to, that to me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Um, had some, some challenges, including financial. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I got a card. It was anonymous. And at the top was written Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and some money in it. To, to this day, don't know who that was, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Were you living in Auckland then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's prophecy, gifts of healing Notice it's in the plural It's not a gift of healing Although some people will carry that for a long amount of time But it might just come in spurts Gifts of healing So some questions Can we categorise the four lists? Can we put the four lists into categories? To some degree so Ephesians 4, for instance, are kind of more like people, the roles, uh, including shepherds and teachers. They they go together um, sh- because the way shepherds or pastors is often translated or well, pastor and shepherd is through teaching. Think of Jesus' command to Peter uh, at the end of Gospel of John. Feed my sheep. That's not physical food, but through spiritual food. The 1 Peter 4 list only has two, has gifts of speaking and gifts of serving. Gifts of speaking, gifts of serving. There's some overlap there. Um but because they you know speaking the right words to people can actually be an act of service, eh? And uh in the same way as doing acts of love and serving, that communicates something. Uh, next question. To what extent do you have a gift or not have it? E.g. the gift of faith. Because we all need faith, right? We all, you know, to, to have, uh, to be a disciple of Jesus, to some extent, you need faith that God exists, that Jesus pre-existed, that he came to earth, that he lived, that he died for our sins, that he rose again, that he's come back. We all need faith in that. But the gift of faith uh, is kind of like that, but over and above that. And there's some gifts that we have it to a certain extent, but people might have it or given it over and above what most people have or other people have. So, the what? 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 What is the gifts of the Spirit? They are acts of service or ministry which are produced by us through the Spirit of God to serve the church and to glorify God. The what of the, of the gifts of the Spirit. Now about the not. We had the what, now the not. What are the Spirit's not? It's not about pride. It's not a, a, a way to make a name for myself, or for ourselves, or for yourself, or for, for you. And there can be two big, big errors in terms of prideful thinking. The first one is, I don't need you. I don't need you. And the other one is, you don't need me. The Apostle Paul, he uses uh, really extensively the metaphor of the body. All gifts are, are like parts, body parts. All gifts are like body parts. If you have that that era of of 1A, it's like um I don't need you. We start to think, well, I can download what I want in terms of teaching and and worship and whatever, and I can have my own little church with my besties. I actually don't need you. The other side of that is you start is is start to think, well. Yeah, body parts, I'm more like a, a belly button like there's, or a wisdom tooth. There is no, you know, I'm a body part, there's not much purpose. You know, belly button, just collect lint. But, but we, we need you and you need us. We need you, we need each other. We're all parts, we're different, but we need each other. So that's one thing that the gifts are not. Another thing, it's not about God's love for you personally. You gotta sort that out before we go chasing gifts because that can get you into trouble. We are already loved by God before you get any single spiritual gift, right? You're already loved. You're, you're cherished by God. And if, if the gifts become a way to feel God's love, we get ourselves into all sorts of trouble. And um, you can see that sometimes with older Christians. They, they'll they be working in a gift, they're very uh, competent, God uses them, and then that period of time is over and they feel like they're not loved or useful anymore. And so we need to be really confident in our identity already as a child of God before you do anything. You know, you know, if you're a wonderful preacher and then you stop preaching, you're still loved by God. If you're a wonderful worship leader and you stop worship leading, you're, you're still loved by God or teach the kids or youth. You know, don't say, oh, I might as well stay at home now. No, you're still loved by God and his bride, and you continue, are to continue in the love of God and his bride. Third thing, it's not its not private. They are there for the church, even the unseen gifts, are like, say, for instance, praying or intercession or financial giving. Uh, they might be unseen, but they're not private. They're not merit-based. Uh, based. They're not earned. They're not stripes of attainment or indication of competence, not an indication of maturity, but just just a gift. Boom, there it is. We're going to look at, um, we'll throw up that picture of two trees here. So the gifts have four lists, but there's also in the Bible, in the New Testament, in Galatians 5, 23 to 26, the fruits of the Spirit. There's the gifts of the Spirit And there's the fruit of the Spirit. So we have two trees there. But the fruit of the Spirit, thank you, Doreen, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us walk and step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying one another. So we have the gifts of the Spirit, but also the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit will often come more gradually, slowly over time for instance, how do you learn patience how do you learn patience by waiting hey that's how you learn patience how do you learn faithfulness by sticking at something, even if it's hard, even if there's suffering involved. It's not a it's not a, it's not a it's not a it's not a gift, it's whoa. And it can be surprising what the spirit gives really early, like very early, like oh Lord, but just so new and you give that incredible thing that they can do. They can do miracles, they can evangelize all that. You know, I've been in the Lord decades and you, and boom, there it is. But that's the gifts can come quite quickly, immediately almost. Um, the fruit of the Spirit will often take longer. And uh, we're going to talk about that more next week. Uh, number five, the spiritual gifts are not necessarily the same as personality traits. Gift, uh, you know, a gifted preacher or evangelist. Might actually be an extrovert in personality. A school teacher may not have the spiritual speaking gift of teaching or preaching. Uh, sometimes there is a correlation, but not always. So we looked at the what, we looked at the not, and now we're going to look at the why. The what, the not, and the why. The why. Why the gifts? Why does the Spirit of God give the gifts of of the Spirit. There are two reasons. Number one, to build up the body, to build up the body of the church. There's lots of scripture that supports this. Matthew sixteen eighteen, Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Ephesians 4, 12. Uh, the gifts were given, to prepare God's people for works of service so the body of Christ may be built up. Uh, Thessalonians 5 verse 11, therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as in fact you are doing. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12, since you are eager to have spiritual gifts, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. And uh, the funny thing is this, not funny really, but interesting that although Scripture supports the construction of the church, the flow of 21st century Western culture has been in the other direction, deconstruction. I'll build my church, says Jesus, but the philosophy that's had a, a big, big impact in the last probably 30, 40 years, has been, in fact, deconstruction. Uh, came into the limelight through philosophers such as the 19th century uh, philosopher, G- German guy, Friedrich Nietzsche. And uh, although his father was a pastor, he became an atheist at the age of 20. And, uh, in the 20th century, a Frenchman named Jacques Derrida. And the main part of the philosophy of deconstruction is Doubt uncertainty, questioning, and deconstructionism denies absolute truth statements as valid. I don't believe that you can have an absolute truth statement. And so we have at the moment an interesting thing going on in Western history that we have this sledgehammer of uh, philosophy of deconstruction in opposition to the hammer of New Testament of construction. I will build my church. Uh, thing about deconstruction is there's a lot of fun doing it. You get on that end of the sledgehammer and you can just destroy stuff, attack stuff. But unless you build something afterwards, all you end up with is a big great pile of nothing, big mess at the end. S- scripture promotes building up the church with the help of the Spirit and the God-given gifts. building. Building. What does building? What does building mean? What does that mean when you say I'll build my church? Does that mean quality or quantity? Quality of faith or number of believers? It means both. Both number of believers through evangelism and their faith and obedience. Um, going through um, Acts one to sixteen, I counted at least eight uh, times where where there's a combination of quality of their faith and, and obedience and also the number of believers increasing. For instance, Acts 16, verse 5. So the churches were being strengthened in their faith and were increasing in numbers daily. Daily. Build the church. So we uh, build the church. That is the why. Why the gifts of the Spirit to build the church. In quality and quantity, and the second one is to bring glory to God. Why the gifts of the Spirit to bring glory to God, not glory to ourselves individually or corporately, but to seek the glory of God. 1 Peter 4 10 to 11. As good stewards of the manifold bless, manifold grace of God, each of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve one another. If anyone speaks, he should speak as one conveying the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should serve with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Westminster Confession, sixteen forty. Seven the Presbyterians love this. What is the chief purpose of man? What is it, John? And enjoy him forever. Amen. <laughs> what is the main purpose of man? To glorify God and enjoy Him forever. This is, this is why. It's to build the church, but it's also to glorify God. To glorify God. Genesis eleven. The people wanted to glorify themselves. Let's make a name for ourselves. Make a reputation for ourselves. But this this is not our this is not our destiny. This is not our purpose. There's great temptation in that, but it is to bring glory to God. Bring glory to God. And we're going to do we've done the what, the not, and the why. Next, we're going to talk about the how. But um, but basically, right. You can get all complex about it. If you start with a a heart of service, you just want to serve God, you want to serve your brothers and sisters, and the details will get worked out. Hey, you know, you start, you just start, and Lord, I want to serve you, I want to bless my brothers and sisters, and, and, and he'll show you, he will.